0: being the Essential 8 multivitamin and the Optimal Omega Plus. The Essential 8 contains eight key nutrients that plant based eaters often fall short in. And the Optimal Omega Plus contains a direct source of DHA and EPA omega 3s, same as in fish, but from algae. In fact, taking Optimal Omega Plus daily, which contains 750 mg of EPA and DHA, is equivalent to eating two to three pieces of fatty fish per week in line with the nutrition recommendations globally. To get your Essential 8 and Optimal Omega Plus, head to theproof.com forward slash friends and follow the link which will get you an extra 10% off your first order. That's theproof.com forward slash friends. Looking back on my childhood, when Dad would pick me up in the car from school, I would always have to shift a pile of studies that he had printed out, highlighted and inevitably scribbled on, only to come home to more studies pile after pile in the living room, the kitchen and in his study. While the contents of these scientific papers didn't make any sense to me at the time, I understood that they had a valuable role in society. They were science, they were representative of science the best tool that we have to improve our understanding of the world and reduce uncertainty. That's what science is. is. That's me, Simon Hill, and this is. is episode 199, a solo episode. Hey friends, great to be here with you. I hope that you've been doing well. Today's episode is slightly different in that it's just me here, a solo episode with a few things that I'd like to share with you before we move into episode 200 in a few days time and introduce a few new things. If by chance you are catching this episode for the first time, thank you so much for joining us. Super grateful to have you here. Hope this is the first of many times that we get to hang out together. I'm Simon Hill. I'm a qualified physiotherapist and nutritionist with an undergraduate science degree and a master's in the science of human nutrition. There's a handful of things in particular that I want to cover today. The first, an in-person event that I am doing. The second, some of my favorite highlights from the last four years. The third, the strangest thing in nutrition that I see people fussing over. Yes, that was a question someone asked me to cover. Number four, the new show name and what to expect of the new show. Yes, the name of this show is changing. Number five, a glimpse into some of the upcoming episodes. So let's dive straight into things. To kick things off here, the first item on the list is the retreat that I am hosting. So much of what I do is online and I'm often asked about live events where we can get a chance to connect in person. So I thought this was worth sharing with you here on the podcast with the chance that you might just be in a position to travel and enjoy a week off. The retreat is a collaboration between myself and Journey Retreats, a highly reputable company owned and operated by friends of mine here in Australia. It's being held in Bali, May 30th to June 5th. So, less than a couple of months away at the time of recording this. This is the fourth retreat I will have done with Journey Retreats, the third one in Bali. All have been a huge, huge success. This one being held on the east coast of Bali at a beautiful resort called Commune, which is an expansive resort situated on the beach with incredible facilities for fitness. Relaxation, etc. It's also well known for having some of the healthiest plant based food on the island. Trust me, I've spent a lot of time there. The week will consist of a mix of fitness, both strength and cardiovascular workouts, held by a really awesome team of trainers, very, very friendly. Yoga, surfing, relaxation, time spent hanging out together to decompress from our busy lives back home, and Delicious food curated by myself and the chefs at Commune. The food really is delicious, in case I haven't made that clear. Tofu scrambles, tempeh stir fries, curries, pancakes, salads, smoothies, an all-day snack bar, etc. There will also be some nutrition seminars held by myself and a live podcast. Really, the idea is that while on the retreat, you get to run your own program. So if you feel like relaxing more than exercising, that's fine. Opt in or out of the activities as you please with zero pressure. And in case you're wondering about what baseline fitness level you need to attend, we have a basic fitness test. And if you can do this, you can 100% do Journey. This includes a two kilometer slow jog, 90 second plank hold, 10 push-ups, 60 second wall sit, and 40 bodyweight squats. And it's worth noting that the trainers on hand can modify exercises based on your overall fitness level or to work around certain injuries. These weeks away with journey retreats are really incredible. By the end, everyone has made new friends and leaves feeling fit and refreshed, reinvigorated. If you'd like to come or learn more, head to journeyretreats.com.au. That's journeyretreats.com.au. And because we're friends, and I know there are a lot of long-time listeners here, I have a pretty generous discount code that you can use. Well, two, actually, depending on when you buy. There is a $300 discount code that expires this Sunday night at 11.59 p.m. April 10th. That one is Simon. Just enter Simon at checkout on the Journey Retreats website. The other one is a $150 voucher, which has no expiry this code is the proof so you can use simon at checkout and get $300 off if you secure your spot before sunday april 10th at 11:59 p.m. or the proof at checkout after sunday for a $150 saving again the website to secure your spot is journeyretreats.com.au okay so number 2 on the list some of my favorite highlights from the last four years. I've narrowed this down to three things. Number one, publishing my book, The Proof is in the Plants with Penguin. As you know, all proceeds I receive from this book are donated to the non-for-profit organization Half Cut. To date, they've received about $70,000 and that keeps growing monthly as the book makes its way around the world. Remember, Half Cut uses these funds to buy back parts of the Daintree rainforest from people who own it privately and may otherwise develop it. They then return the land to the indigenous community who originally resided on the land and ensure that it is protected for life. From an environmental perspective, this means stopping huge amounts of forest being cleared, which of course means less carbon emissions. It also means preserving biodiversity The Daintree Rainforest is one of the most diverse places on earth and preserving freshwater. If you want to learn more about that, head back to my two episodes with James Stanton Cook or Jimmy Halfcart. We'll also do a follow-up at some stage and get some video footage of the land that we've all played a part in saving. If you bought a copy of my book for yourself or gifted a copy to a friend, thank you. You should be very proud of your contribution there. My second highlight from the last four years was the rise of Dr. Will Borsowitz. Going back all the way to episode 17, I'm in Marrakesh, North Africa and Dr. B and I connect over the internet about gut health. I'm still finding my feet as a host and Dr. B really is sitting on a wealth of information but largely undiscovered in the online health and wellness space. We did an episode that I believe met the definition of going viral, at least at that time. A combination of very interesting information and fortunate timing or luck. To this date, the episode is still in the top five episodes of all time for this show in terms of downloads. And since then, Dr. B has become a sensation online and a New York Times bestseller. At the same time, this show headed off on a sharper upward trajectory and has gone on to gather almost 30 million downloads. Well, that doesn't put it anywhere close to the most popular podcasts out there. It's not too shabby for a rather fringe show talking about plants that I was really just exploring as a side gig for fun. The numbers don't faze me, they never have, but I do feel good about the fact that many people are interested in exploring nuance diving into science a bit more deeply than headlines and what we often see on social media. So that's the number two highlight, connecting with Dr. B, who I can now say has become a great friend who I chat with almost daily. You can find him on Instagram at TheGutHealthMD, definitely worth a follow if you aren't already. My third highlight, and certainly not the final highlight, it was hard to narrow it down, this one may seem a little left to field. It's having the opportunity to cover topics such as menopause, PCOS, and endometriosis. Being a male, you may think I would have less interest in exploring such topics, but in reality, if I'm being honest, I've learned a lot from these episodes, and more importantly, I've received such an overwhelming amount of feedback that's made me realize, has really made me realize how Underrepresented, these topics are when it comes to evidence based conversations and information online. Knowing that people are getting high quality, detailed information from highly qualified evidence based doctors that they otherwise wouldn't be able to access or might not for free is what makes podcasts so powerful. So I'm glad I explored them and I look forward to diving into them more deeply in future episodes. If you happen to miss those conversations and think they sound interesting, you can scroll back to the episodes with Dr. Nitu Bajekal on endometriosis and PCOS and the episode with Dr. Gemma Newman on menopause. Okay, so back to my list. The third item on the list today was the strangest thing in nutrition that I see people fussing over. This was actually a question that one of my team members asked me. This one was hard, there's of course a few, but in the interest of brevity, I'm going to say olive oil, the fuss over olive oil. For the life of me, I cannot work out why people are fussed about olive oil being harmful. The best evidence we have does not suggest that. In fact, the human health outcome data consistently, consistently shows it's beneficial. What gets me is people toss this data out as weak, but then cite the same sort of data to substantiate a plant-based or vegan diet. You really cannot have it both ways. In science, we need to be consistent in our thinking, or else our bias can get the better of us. On the flip side, I also don't think we need to be telling people to guzzle down olive oil. It's very calorie dense and a lot of the world is looking to lose weight, which can be made easier by eating less calorie dense foods. So for me, the fuss, the arguments over olive oil is unwarranted. Olive oil has a beneficial effect on health outcomes, there's no denying that, that's what the data says. If you want to include it, go for it, just be aware it's calorie dense, so don't drink it like water, don't drink it like it's going out of fashion. And if you don't want to include it, that's fine too, but no need to demonize it at the same time. And as with anything in nutrition science, I'm happy to change my view here, but it would take some new science that is stronger than what we currently have, which does show benefit with olive oil consumption. If you've tuned in to the many episodes I've done focusing on cardiovascular disease, the leading cause of death globally, you'll be well aware that ApoB is a better biomarker for measuring our risk of having a heart attack or stroke than LDL cholesterol. The only problem is that not every pathology lab is set up to test ApoB levels. Fortunately, this has now been made easier by InsideTracker, a leading health and wellness company founded in 2009 by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, MIT, and Tufts that provides lifestyle advice based on your blood test results. With the new addition of ApoB, InsideTracker's ultimate plan and create a lifestyle that delivers better health for longer. Get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. To get started and redeem this offer, go to insidetracker.com/simon. That's insidetracker.com/simon. Hey friends, the scientific evidence on lifestyle habits that lead to longevity is clear. Now it's time to put this knowledge into action. I'm excited to announce the Living Proof Longevity Challenge, a 12-week program to build evidence-based lifestyle habits to optimize longevity. My team and I have transformed over hundreds of hours of conversations with experts on aging, nutrition, and exercise into a life-changing 12-week program that will challenge you to develop habits that lead to a longer, better life. of how powerful these science-backed habits really are. Head over to theproof.com forward slash livingproof to download your zero-cost copy of the Living Proof Longevity Challenge today. That's theproof.com forward slash livingproof. Look forward to joining you on this journey. Okay, number four on my list of things to share with you. The new show name and what to expect of the new show. I feel like we may need a drum roll here. (laughs) Not really, but uh, here's the deal. Over the past six months or more, I've been thinking about the show to date. One thing that's certainly been reinforced is my love for science. This has been a part of my life for as long as I remember. Regular listeners will know that this was greatly inspired by my dad, who is a professor of physiology and for the better part of 40 years has been publishing studies in leading journals like the Journal of Vascular Research, American Journal of Physiology, Physiology, Nature Medicine, New England Journal of Medicine, etc. Looking back on my childhood, when dad would pick me up in the car from school, I would always have to shift a pile of studies that he had printed out, highlighted, and inevitably scribbled on. Often I would move them to the floor and sit in his old MGB where there was not a lot of legroom to begin with, with my legs sandwiched between these studies and my backpack. I can remember it like it was yesterday, only to come home to more studies pile after pile in the living room, the kitchen, and in his study. I guess when you look at it that way, in some ways the entire house was his study. While the contents of these scientific papers didn't make any sense to me at the time, I was just a boy trying to wrap my head around basic use of the English language, which I still haven't mastered. What I did understand was that they were important to my dad. I understood that they had a valuable role in society. They were science. They were representative of science. The best tool that we have for understanding ourselves, for reducing uncertainty in the world and building better lives. Ultimately, this curiosity led me to follow in my dad's footsteps. I did an undergraduate degree in science in physiotherapy and then a master's in nutrition science at Deakin University. Together, these courses providing me with a relatively deep understanding and definitely appreciation for human physiology, anatomy, performance optimization, and disease prevention. It would be fair to say that I learned a tremendous amount through these studies. But if I was to summarize my biggest learning from these courses, it's a question that I often ask myself. It's not so much the specifics of physiotherapy or the specifics of nutrition. It's an approach to science. This approach that was inspired by my dad and also my mother, who's an extremely evidence-based nurse and lactation expert, and then consolidated by the more formal training. As a society, we've become very black and white in our thinking, favoring absolutes, which unfortunately usually triumph over nuance and facts when it comes to airtime and our consideration. The black and white approach bores me. That's not science what i love about science is exploring the gray i find it stimulating and empowering when we approach science with an open mind without dogma it's fun and collaborative sure there are disagreements but a common goal is shared to improve our understanding of the world and reduce uncertainty that's what science is that is what i love Now, bringing it back to this show and where to from here. The reason I shared that story is because over time I've learned that my biggest skill is my curiosity in the scientific method. And when it comes to high quality information about health and wellness, I understand that some of the greatest scientists, doctors, dietitians, etc. in the world are A, not given a platform to communicate to millions of people and B, are used to speaking to other scientists or health professionals in what is essentially their own language. Countless times I've been talking to my dad about his research and I've had to say, dad, slow down. Can we please take a a few steps back? I'm not fully understanding the mechanism or how you are conducting this study. Curiosity, And to a degree, translation of this information by asking the right questions is where I feel most comfortable. That's what I enjoy. And quite frankly, most of the time, not to diminish my credibility too much here, I'm asking questions that I legitimately don't know the answer to. So you and I are very much learning at the same time. And of course, this curiosity is not limited to just food. It extends to the ways we move our body, exercise physiology, sleep and recovery, cognition and improving brain function, and being a more aligned, self-actualized human. It's these pillars which my new show, The Proof, will explore through the same scientific lens. The goal? To steer clear of sensationalism, absolutes and hyperbole, and give you evidence in a nuanced and accurate way. You can then make the decisions in your own life that feel right to you based on your circumstances. And yes, as I've stated on social media this week where I've posted a few sneak peeks of the new branding, the show will absolutely still cover nutrition. There's a lot more that we can learn there and that will always be a huge passion for me. Nutrition is incredibly powerful when it comes to improving our health and lifespan. There's no doubt about that, but so are these other pillars. And while most of you probably don't care what I personally eat, I realize some will, maybe wondering, has he removed the word plant because he's changed his diet? So to be clear, no, my diet has not changed. The word plant has been replaced with the simply because I want the topic of conversation to be more expansive. Of course, I'm somewhat sad about retiring the plant-proof brand, at least in some capacity, but change is inevitable and it feels right to take a more holistic approach to the themes that we cover together. This brings us to item five on today's list, the last item that I'd like to share with you, a glimpse into some of the upcoming episodes of the new show, The Proof, with Simon Hill. In the first 15 episodes, I still definitely lean a little more into nutrition. That's just the the way the scheduling worked out. You'll hear from the great Jed Fay, PhD, on phytochemicals, from Andrew Huberman, PhD of Stanford, on cognition, learning, and focus, Doctors Erica and Justin Sonnenberg on how our microbiome has changed over the past few hundred years and the impact that seems to be having on our health. A debate on seed oils. A two-hour deep dive into omega-3s with Bill Harris, PhD, arguably the world-leading scientist studying these fats. An episode on our immune system with an immunologist, another with a cardiologist, and several episodes with my good friend, and exercise physiologist, Drew Harrisburg. In fact, episodes with Drew will become a regular segment. I'm so happy about this. I think you're going to love them and get a lot of value out of them. These episodes are providing a space where both of us can break down recent studies of interest, comment on learnings from episodes of this show and others, dissect dubious claims made on social media and by mainstream media, and essentially bring a slightly lighter side to the show, or so we hope anyway. And in addition to this more expansive approach to the nature of these conversations, there's more. You will now be able to find the entire full-length video for each episode on YouTube, and at some stage, we will have Spotify video up as well. The benefit of watching on YouTube is you can quickly navigate to different sections of the conversation that are marked as timestamps within the video. You can also get the benefit of any visuals that we add to the video, for example, screenshots of studies or other images related to what we are speaking about. As a side note, eventually most of these, at least at my end, will be recorded in the studio in Bondi. But now and then you might hear some birds in the background like today. That's a, a sign that I'm recording in Byron Bay. I split my time between here and Sydney. Bit of insider info there. I also want to tell you about the proof branding, the hexagonal icon and the circles and scribbles. But I'll save that for a future episode. There's been a great deal of thought behind those. There's a lot of meaning behind each of those brand elements. So that's some news about the video format If you are more of an audio-only person, that's cool too. You can still find the episodes on Apple or Spotify or whatever podcast app you use. And all of the previous episodes will remain. The new show will simply kick off from episode 200 and the show name will update from Plan Proof to The Proof. On YouTube, you can search The Proof with Simon Hill or just go directly to youtube.com forward slash The Proof with Simon Hill. And while talking about finding the episodes and myself on social, a few of my username handles have updated in recent weeks. To stay up to date with everything that we're doing, I recommend following at The Proof on Twitter and Instagram. And then my personal Instagram, where I'm certainly most active, is at Simon Hill. That's at Simon Hill. And the new website for the show and digital resources will be The Proof. Dot com. That's theproof.com. I'll, of course, summarize all of this in the show notes for this episode. Right, I think we did it. We got through the five items. To close here, I want to thank you for listening each week, for sharing the episodes on all the socials, for messaging me with words of encouragement. I really do feel like we are in a huge fight right now against misinformation and disinformation when it comes to science and the way things are communicated. So I don't take this role as host lightly and with that in mind, my commitment to you and this show going forward is to honor science and practice integrity above all else, as simple as that. So if you are looking for honest, science-based conversations with actionable takeaways, then I hope we get to continue this journey together. Until then, and signing off as the final time on the Plant Proof Podcast, this is Simon Hill. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you more than you know, and I look forward to catching you in episode 200 of The Proof. Maybe even on YouTube, if that sort of thing tickles your fancy. Until then, and as always, remember, more plants, my friends. My